Are you interested in learning skills to tackle a specific problem in your school, district, or local union? Consider applying for an OEA Empowerment Academy to receive the support you need to take action. Details at grow.oregoned.org. You're listening to OEA Grow, a member-led production of the Oregon Education Association and a proud member of the Labor Radio Podcast Network. OEA Grow is by members for members. In Season 8, we're all in this together with Beth Aidlaw. So hello, welcome to the OEA Grow Podcast. I'm your host, Beth Aidlaw, for Season 8, which we're calling We're All in This Together. Each week, we explore a different type of connection that supports the work of teachers in the classroom. Today, we'll be discussing connections among teachers themselves. I'm really happy to welcome Jessica Klassen from the David Douglas School District Mentoring Program. She'll be talking with us about the support that a mentoring program can offer new teachers by connecting them with more experienced educators. So Jessica, as, as we begin our conversation, will you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and how you came to the education profession? Yes. Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, so I uh, have been an educator now in education for 17 years. Um, I initially started as an English teacher, did 12 years as an English teacher, um, and then transitioned into a mentoring role about five years ago. Um, as for how I came into education, I actually come from a family of teachers. It is the family. Mm. I was raised by a, uh, high school, um, social studies teacher and football coach and a middle and high school, uh, special ed teacher. Um, and even though I fought it, I initially, I got a degree in theater. Um, I eventually found my way back and have been in education ever since. Uh-huh. And then when did you enter into the mentoring program? So um, that was, yeah, that was five years ago. Um, mm-hmm. we had an opening in our program and I was at a point in my career where I was really, I think, ready to just have a different perspective, um, maybe have a different challenge. Um, and so, yeah, so that's, that's where I, so I'm, I'm actually mentoring in the school that I taught in. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So you really understand. I'm, I'm betting that that really helps your mentoring because you know what it's like on the other side, you know what it's like for the teachers then. Yeah, absolutely. I think it helped me a lot. Um, cause I think that you, I was already pretty embedded in the culture of the school. So there's a lot of those things that you kind of learn just working in a place for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, about the culture of the building you work in. I think that can be really helpful in a mentoring mm-hmm. role. Mm-hmm. So explain to us a little bit about how this mentoring program works. Um, well, in our district, we have a total of four full-time mentors um, at the different levels. There is a, a, a mentor who primarily works in the elementary level, prim- one primarily in the middle school, and then we have two who are primarily high school. And I say primarily because sometimes there's some shifting depending on how big caseloads are. Um, the, f- the main focus of our mentoring is the, are those first and second year teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we where we embed um, a number of different supports to help them um, really kind of both in and out of the classroom. Um, we meet with them regularly, usually weekly, um, to help them reflect, to talk through any issues that they might have. Um, we observe in their classroom and give feedback. We um, sometimes, in certain circumstances, might co-teach a little bit with them and model lessons. Um, we set up uh, observations for them where they can go into other master teachers' rooms and see what they're doing. Um, and so it's it's something that we really do try to tailor to the teacher. So as we get to know them and get to see where they're succeeding and where their strengths are, get to see maybe where they might be struggling, we're able to kind of um, we're able to offer the kind of supports that we think might be best suited to help them be successful. Mm-hmm. So, so are all the new teachers in this? It's it's not an optional thing you you support. Well. Yep, you're just you are when you are if you are a, a true first second year teacher, you are assigned a mentor. Uh, what about what about the teachers who transfer from other districts who may be experienced, but you talk about the classroom culture, the the school culture. Mm-hmm. They they are new in that. Mm-hmm. What what happens then? Well, at the high school level, um, they do. Uh, we we do sort of work with them as well to an extent. Um, they're technically kind of put on the caseload, but it's more of a just kind of drop in and check in and make sure that they've got all the information that they need, um, that they don't have any questions. Um, also at the high school level, we do offer, uh, a monthly kind of after school, um, meeting that, that helps with that, that all new teachers come to regardless of your level in the building. Um, so that's, so we do support them a, a little bit, but normally, um, the majority of our effort is in those, is in those first and second year teachers. It, it sounds like it's individualized too, when you're saying that sometimes you have someone come into the classroom, sometimes you let them observe more experienced teachers. So it seems like you're able, um, uh, lucky you and lucky educators <laughs> to to individualize it to what the needs are and what the the desires are from the people. Yes, absolutely. And I think that is I think one of the 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 big benefits of having a structured full release mentor program. Um, what we are able to do is actually really get to know our teachers. We're able to gather feedback from them, um, which we do. Uh, we're very data driven. And so we're, we're able to um, pivot if needs be, um, and we're able to uh, really kind of tailor support. We're also able to tailor our own learning um, in order to kind of better ourselves as teachers and be the kind of mentors that our teachers need to be. Um, like, for example, this, this year we, we did, we started, we, we, we sought out some different learning this year that wasn't necessarily instructional coaching because what we were seeing, um, in these couple years post COVID was a lot of trauma. Um, we had students come back completely dysregulated, uh, and we had teachers who had also experienced trauma over a couple of years, and then coming back, what we were noticing is we were having a harder time getting to that instructional coaching because the emotions were so big. Um, because our, our new teachers were really, I think, struggling in that way. So what we were able to do is say, okay, we're going to learn how to coach emotions. We're going to seek out um, resources to help us 
help them work through that. Um, Cause we know we're not going to be able to be successful in instructional coaching if we're not able to take that first step. Um, and luckily with, uh, with some, with some help from um, the lovely people at McGren who helped us um, seek out some, um, some learning. And then we were able to sign up for some, some learning through bright morning. Um, and we worked to get a better system to help coach remote. Can we, can you repeat where you got those resources from? Um, oh, so we, uh, so Mick Wren, it's the Multnomah Clackamas Regional Educators Network. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's a, it's a pretty great organization and they have, um, they, there's a lot that they do to support um, teacher well-being, but they do have specific supports for mentors. So we were able to reach out to the people there and say, this is our need. Um, how can you help us? Um, and and you, you, you spoke about the pandemic um, and I, I, it, it's it's still with us. The effects are still with us, aren't they? Um, and it seems as if you're mentoring. Um, it's not only individualized to the individual teacher who needs it, but it seems like it's not just pedagogical um, from what you're saying. It's also dealing with the, the social issues, the, the emotional issues. The um, How do you deal with students who are traumatized, you know, and, and, and teachers who are too, um, you have a, a very broad field there, don't you? In mentoring. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, but I think that's kind of the beauty of it. It's, uh-huh. um, uh, there are different to every, I think it's just like teaching, right? Where every student presents their own unique challenge. I think that's the same in mentoring. Um, adults come in in different places um, in terms of um, what they know, their experience, their student teaching. Uh, they, they're all different. And so um, it's really great to be able to get to know each of them as individuals and really help help them figure out what they need and kind of be that um, that support that helps them just feel more successful. Because that first year, man, is like, it's hard. I still remember my first year and I wasn't even coming out of a pandemic and it was hard. Oh, yes, we all do. Yes, 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 it's hard. (laughs) It is a really challenging, exhausting time while you get your feet underneath you. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm glad that we're able to to really provide some some solid support for them. And and let's let's talk about um, the, the way you fit into the institution. This is a support system, correct? This is not evaluative. You don't no. judge them. Could you ex- yeah. talk to that a little bit? I think yeah. that's important. Yes, it is. It's actually a key part to, to mentoring is that we are non-evaluative. Um, and uh, our, our role is really, uh, it's a partner, it's a coach. Um, and so, yes, we do. We work in the schools. We do develop relationships with admin. Um, because we're coming into their buildings. Um, however, there are there are some pretty hard lines that you set in terms of how you communicate with admin um, and in terms of, of how you talk or really don't talk about your work, your very specific work, work with each mentee. Um, because I think that that confidence is, is so important to the relationship. Um, ultimately, we are there for them and we are t- there to advocate for them. Um, and so that's why we don't evaluate. And that's why we really work to keep our, um, our mentoring work with that, uh, that individual confidential. 
Um, so it's, it's one of those things like, and, and an admin might be like, Hey, I'm seeing this, this person might need some work on X, Y, and Z. And we can be like, great. Um, put that in my notes. I'm on it. Um, but really beyond that, we don't, we try not to share too much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you really are a support system. You yes. really are taking care of the teachers yes. and you're there. And, uh, I bet administration loves having you there. Um, yeah, is- I feel like we've had really positive experiences overall with administration and inside of the buildings. Yeah. <clears throat> because it's it's in their best interest to have everyone succeed. Yes. And um, so um, let, let's talk a little bit how this helps the students. Um, it, it builds confidence in the teachers themselves. Um, and... Um, when oh, when you observe the classrooms, do you notice the students objecting to it or noticing it? Or students are flexible, aren't they? <laughs> they are, and it actually it can be different from class to class. Um, some classes will not get they'll they'll just kind of like go about their business and be like oh, whatever. There's another adult in the room. Um, sometimes, especially when we initially start to observe, sometimes they will, and, and I think. It's, it's a sign that that teacher starting to develop some relationships with them because maybe we come in and we observe and the class is over and the teacher will be like, well, they were a lot better than they normally are. <laughs> and they'll be like, well, they might be assuming that I'm judging you. And so they, they want you to look good. And that's why they're probably like, you're not seeing some of your normal behaviors. Um, and some teachers will come and like fully introduce us and talk about like what we're doing and why we're there. Uh, so I think it does, it just, it just kind of, it just kind of depends on the class and the day and how the students respond to actually having us in the room. Students can be really sweet, you know, oh, sometimes, really? yeah, um, they'll all raise their hands. They, they, whether they have something to say or not, you know, to, to <laughs> look good. Um, so Y'all are very, very fortunate in your school district to have this. Um, let's let's talk about the rest of Oregon. Uh, mm-hmm. Do we have mentoring systems other places? I think it varies from district to district. I think every district does. I think there are other districts that do have uh, more structured programs like we do. Um, some employ a more kind of like a, a, a partner model where they will, um, they will um, enlist teachers within the school to just kind of partner up with a new teacher and be a, be a resource for them. Um, so yeah, it really, there's nothing, there's nothing necessarily standard. It just kind of depends on which district you're in. Mm-hmm. And th- there used to be something, is, is that correct? Yeah. So for, for many years, actually, ODE provided funding and training to establish mentor programs. Um, and that I believe sunsetted in 2019. I know it's something that my district definitely utilized to get the pro- the our program going. Mm-hmm. Um, but even after that resource um, sunsetted, uh, our district decided that there was value in continuing to put funds into this program. So they they kept it going. Um, and I know that a lot of districts in the state did participate when ODE had that resource available. Um, but then just kind of what it's looked like since is it's just, it's just, it, yeah, it just depends on where you're at. I, I wonder if that was a victim of funding or something. I, who knows? Most of are, right? Like it's just, funding is tricky. <laughs> it is, it is, it is. But uh, this seems so incredibly valuable. Um, so um, what suggestions could you 
possibly come up with for teachers um, who are in classrooms that don't have a mentoring program? Because as you say, those first couple of years are hard. Yes. Well, I would say that um, just find it's, I think the best thing you can do is find your people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think teachers who teachers who stay, teachers who um, don't leave buildings and don't leave classrooms, I think it's one factor, but I think it is a big factor in that they've found a place where they feel like they fit. Um, so I guess this is not just advice for a new teacher, but also to veteran teachers and buildings. Um, it, it, if you can find that person to confide in, that person who will... Um, who will be a support as well as like a, a, someone you can bounce ideas off of um, who will, you know, let you vent when you need to, but not let you sink it too far into your, (laughs) into your frustration. Um, I think those, those people are important and you can find them in various places in the school. It might be a teacher in your hallway, might be your, um, might be your PLT or data group. Um, but just be be open and keep keep looking for those people that you feel like um, you feel like have your back when you feel like you can you can get that support from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's I think that is kind of the thing. Like I think about my role, and I do think that mentoring is an extremely important role in um, in helping a new teacher and in teacher retention. Um, there's there's definitely more to it because. We could be we can be working really really hard with a teacher, but if they don't feel like their admins support them, that's something I can't fix. So um, so there are other factors. There are, there is the finding your finding your community of fellow teachers inside of your hallway or your department or wherever, and it is that admin that maybe checks in on you not just to evaluate, who comes in and says, "Hey, how are you doing? Anything I can do?" Um, I think those are all other factors that help keep teachers in the in the building. They have to be feeling supported in in all ways. So. I, I I think you're correct. I think it goes to the teacher retention, educator in general retention, which is such a problem not just in Oregon but goodness gracious everywhere. Yeah, nationwide. But, yeah. But it's the, uh, the, the community, I think, as you say, the connections that we can make with each other to support each other. So um, e- even if there's not a uh, dedicated mentoring program, there's always somebody down the hall or next door, you know, yeah. that um, I, I know um, I've been teaching for a long time and I depend on my colleagues um, for ideas and uh, support. And sometimes you just want to, like you say, vent, but not too much, but just say, you know. Um, so, so that brings me to a question. Uh, we, we talk about the new teachers and how hard it is for them, but uh, we know those of us who've been in the profession a while, there are always problems or dilemmas, or have you ever come across this? Um, so what do you do for the more experienced teachers? Can they come to you too? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I uh, I definitely stay open to that. Um, I mean, the time. I mean, ov- obviously, we make sure that 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 we don't ever sacrifice time for new teachers. They are a top priority. 
Um, but that doesn't mean I haven't been, uh, you know, a listening ear for a, 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 a more experienced teacher. I've maintained relationships with a lot of my mentees, even after they've not been probationary anymore. And they still might reach out for, um, they still might reach out for like, you know, some help with planning or, you know, I've got a really rough class this year. Do you want to come get some eyes on it? Um, so yes, I, yeah, that has become part of my job is that I do, um, I do some support with, with more veteran teachers or with teachers who have graduated from the program. Um, I would never say no if there, if there was something I could help. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. wouldn't imagine you would. And, yeah. um, back at the beginning of this conversation, you mentioned something about sometimes, um, the new teachers, um, you suggest that they go into more experienced teachers' classrooms, maybe to see a subject being taught or something. Um, and so, so what you're doing, it seems like, is you're fostering the community of teachers that um, you're, you're kind of setting that in motion. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think it's some of the best uh, professional learning we do are those, we call them learning labs. Um, for multiple reasons, uh, because I do think the new teachers gain a lot from that. We're also honoring the expertise um, that we have in the building of experienced teachers. And yes, and also continuing to foster relationships and community where we learn from each other. Mm-hmm. So that happens a lot then when you have people yeah. visit another class. Uh, I mean, as much as we can. Um, it's something mm-hmm. that we we build into our program. Um and it's something that does require a little funding. We do have to get a little funding if, if there's a substitute needed to get that teacher into the room. Um, sometimes people, if they, sometimes people are able to maybe, you know, do it during their prep period if they choose, but kind of finding, I think a successful learning lab, you find the right fit. So maybe it's a similar subject, similar age of kid. Uh, we usually put some thought into how that that is going to look, how that learning lab is going to look. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it does require, it does require some resources, I think, to, to really pull it off well. Um, but what it, but what we find is at the end of these days, and we will, we will go with them. So we will, um, we will kind of notice things together. We'll reflect afterwards, see what we can pull from that day to use in their planning um, but after those days when they go, well, those teachers usually are just like, I just, I got so much, I'm actually going to try X, Y, and Z this week. Oh, I'm sure. Um, I'm you sure. tend to get that response after a learning lab. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do you help, uh, we're talking a lot about mentoring within the classroom. Do you help in planning, um, for the classroom too, the, the, before the school, activity, which we know is completely filled. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. We do. We do help with planning. Um, we um, also enlist a little extra help sometimes with that, at least to get it going. It's part of how we, because we, this, the district group is in charge of planning um, the initial onboarding, onboarding, the initial orientation. And we do um, uh, chunk out time there to either have teachers work with one of us or work with someone within their department to help them get set up with the right curriculum. Um, we do, I think sometimes in those initial meetings, we, we, we help them plan, not just content, but we really actually help them plan structure. 
So putting the things in place that sometimes, you know, a first year teacher might not think about um, just like every little piece of what you have to think through to have your, your class run a certain way. Like, how do you want your class to open? How do you want these kids to enter the room? Um, and what you want, what do you want them to do when they walk in? You're going to have to teach them how to do that. So in those early days, a lot of our joint planning time is really around routines and structure um, to try and help them get set up with what they will then teach the kids to help teach the kids how to be in their room. Um, and then we do, we will move on to content. We do work with them. If they need help kind of working through some lessons, we will definitely do that. We will give them ideas for activities, um, that sort of thing. Oh, that sounds, and, and I'm seeing too why you have, um, at the beginning you were telling us how your your mentoring program is structured, that you have uh, one for, uh, would you repeat that again? You have one for the elementary school, is that correct? Correct. Yeah. So there's four of us. Um, and one focuses primarily on ele- elementary, one focuses primarily on middle, and then two who focus primarily on high school. Mm-hmm. Um, with a little bit of crossover. Um, like if you have a huge higher year at one level, other mentors might take a few just to make sure. Because we do at the beginning of the year try to strike a bit of a balance. Um and, and make caseloads as manageable as possible, which can be challenging. Like last year was a huge higher year. So caseloads were pretty high, um, but that's not always the case. And we do our best to balance things out. So not one person is as overwhelmed if we can, if we can avoid it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I would think there would be particular challenges for the two of you in the high school because the, you've got different classes that are so widely different and they might not fit your background as a former English teacher, for instance. Uh, so some of the pedagogical strategies I would suppose would be the same. But um. there is some similarity. You're right. There is some similarity. Um, and it was fortunate the the other person at the high school with me. We had kind of he was more he's more of a, a math science background. I'm more of an English background. Oh, that's so perfect. Kind of nice. We were able. to <laughs> things up that way. I mean, there are some universals. There are definitely some best practice that you can use across the board. Um, I would say for me, admittedly, the place where I always felt like I was the least help was with uh, with, with special education, um, because that is not something I am specifically trained in. Like, yes, I taught kids who had IEPs. Yes. Um, and yes, I did have some strategies for that. But that is such an all-encompassing um, specialty that has mm-hmm. so many aspects that I don't understand well enough that I always said, if there's anything we, and we did for, a, we did for a bit, had someone who came in and helped more with our teachers and special education. But um, I always felt like I was the least help because I didn't have quite the experience to give them everything they needed. Well, talking with you has really convinced me that we really need a, a, a very basic set up program instead of the casual running down the hallway and say, can anyone help me with this? Um, yeah. In my, ex- in my experience and granted, and my, my experience is in this, this one district, but in my experience, I, I can, I can directly see how it benefits our new teachers um, and how just how much more we are able to do because we have the time and the resources um, that a teacher who is also teaching a full caseload does not have. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you started teaching, um, did you have a mentor? 
Um, yes, but we were more on the buddy system at that point. We were the like uh-huh. the, the older teacher with younger teacher system at that point. So yes, I did have someone I could go to. Um, but I didn't have, I did not have the structured support that, that, uh, that we have now. So I bet you can see the difference. Yeah, I think there is a difference. Um, and that's not to speak ill of, of, of course not, because he was Uh great. Um, but was also teaching at the same time. Um, whereas like I, I can, and somebody who's teaching at the same time might not be able to observe you. They might not be able to, there's just the, that time provides so much, the ability to do so much more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, this, this has given us a lot to think about, Jessica. <laughs> so is there anything else that we haven't covered yet that you think we need to know? Oh, I don't, I don't think so. I think we, I think we really got to all the things. Well, you know, you've given us a lot, uh, as I said, to ponder, and um, it, it, it sounds like we do need to reach out to each other as educators um, 100%. And, and to help everybody, uh, the, the, the new people as well as the people who've been there a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. There's always something, uh, the support that we can reach out, and because that actually helps our students in in the long run for us to build our own community don't you yeah yeah no absolutely the stronger that we are um together the the more resilient we can be and the better support we can be for those kids because also i mean ultimately that's what it's all about anyways it is it is it's about the students and how we can help each other help them yeah. Um, so th- uh, thank you, Jessica. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thanks to our listeners. We um, appreciate your support always. So we explore the connections, all the connections that allow us as educators to help our students in the best way possible. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. For more OEA professional learning opportunities, visit grow.org dot oregonad.org